0: Good evening, Memphis Red. This is April the twenty-second. It's a Thursday, Memphis. Yeah, a lot going on, right? Yeah, I'm gonna start out tonight. You know, first off, man, uh, I just I'm, like us, like everybody should be. I am just overwhelmed, and oh my God, just, just, it's this insanity, man on the day, not even 24 hours later, after the verdict came in for Chauvin, and it was just, but yeah, should he have, well, he's gonna be locked away for the rest of his natural life. And that other lady that, that, that killed, that murdered, <laughs> right, the Wright family. I mean, that young man, you know, man, he's 13, you he should be out celebrating, his, you know, school dance. Going on your first, you know, maybe I don't know. Going on with the guys, maybe starting to, you know, interesting in girls not not lying six feet under, man. And that woman, that, okay. And they, so the whole cop thing. Look, I had two police officers come out this morning and deal with this whole idiotic mess going on next door to me, man. This Will 808 character, you know, who and my wife and I witnesses. This kid is a mess, man. I mean. You know, hey, I, knew, I normally don't slam anybody. Or, but, you know, it's the old saying, they your first blood. Now, Natalie moved in. Yeah. My next-door neighbor, Natalie, They moved, They moved, she moved in about 18, 19 months ago. Now, before that, we knew, of course, the last two people have lived in that house. That house seems to be just bad juju, man. I hope not. It's a nice house. Uh, we live in Cooper Young, and Cooper Young is... This neighborhood was, some of these houses are date day back, it was like 1904, ours is 1922, circa. And it's, uh, you know, it's just fascinating to me to think about when, uh, you know, these homes were built. You think about 1920s, the roaring 20s, right? You know, the old cars, the men wore hats. Uh, <laughs> it's fascinating to me. I've always felt like an old soul. So anyway, uh, who knows, right? But yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, this thing next door, I don't know, man. I just know that, you know, I saw some weird, funky stuff going down yesterday, and I can't get into it, but bottom line is these people are running. If you look her up, Natalie Persons of Rhodes College, she is running AI military grade 10G. Now you're going, okay, matter of fact, it's confusing. If you look it up, you can Google this and write. And I I found out things I didn't know. My wife has been going through a lot lately. Her brain fog, confusion, and the doctors can't seem to figure why. We've had more arguments and just insane stuff, man. Like, I swear to God, I thought she had a brain tumor, right? And our friends have been so supportive. And, you know, you know who you are out there. Scott Sherman and his drummers were just fabulous. God, these people were awesome. And the support, and it was just, it was love, man. They had, like, a circle of love, and they got into this chant, this drum thing. And Deb, she was, you know, rattling in the center and just, you know, just words of love and of, and of the Creator and just, just and healing. And it was just it was awesome. You know, when I say the Creator, I don't mind calling it God. I don't know what God is, a he, a she. A, I'm not organized religion. Nah, man, I'm, that's not me. You know, my mother can't seem to separate that. And, you know, God bless them. And the old guard. And, I mean, look, which brings me to another subject. And the longer you listen to my podcast or you endure them, You'll find out that, man, I jump around a lot, you know. But my brain has always worked that way. It's just, it's going 90 to nothing, you know, shooting off in 10 different directions at a time. Um, Yeah, but I just, you know, this this whole thing lately with this with this mess here, and but that pills in comparison. The 10G is real, it's just going, you know, man, that is like, if you get, an, and I, I know this technology because I've worked with it for years and years. Well, everybody's gonna dive right in that they already have to 5g that's fifth generation right now before this we had two terrible mobile and don't even get me started on that clown yeah that am not gonna mention the man's name starts with a mic and 159 billion with a B market cap and he can't do a better network than this now we we we, put up with this network it was horrible and it is and it's on a city-by-city basis you know my son has it he's in a city in Florida he's He's a brilliant coder and he, he a web developer and I love Justin shout out to you my son and I'm very proud of Joe my our, both my kids you know Justin Rachel Rachel is she sells insurance uh, she's a marketing queen man <laughs> she's she gets it I don't know so gets it gets you natural she, she she's got a mouthpiece on her but anyway they're all good they respect their elders and that's the thing that I'm seeing a lot with these young kids and not to I'm not here today to, to tear down the youth I'm not man, but I just You know, I've just noticed it and it's palpable, I mean, you know, like the 20, the 19 to 20 to 21, 22, 23, there's no respect for for your elders at all, it seems, you know, and I know this, I just can't speak for the whole, but it seems I can only, you know, testify to what I've experienced here in Memphis. And I've traveled, you know, during my career as a lineman and I started in 83. And I went through a five-year apprenticeship, a joint apprenticeship training program with the uh, IBEW, International Brotherhood of Left Works, and his union. And, uh, you know, it was with the local light like, company here in Memphis. So, uh, you know, we had a tough program, and It was five years, three years worth of book theory, and, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, algebra and electric theory, ACDC circuits, you know, integrated circuits, small circuits, you name it. Um, Electricity is a pretty wigged up thing. Almost, It almost took my life in 92, and I don't want to get all depressed and into that. But yeah, I survived 12,000-volt contact back in 92, and it left a hole in my chest. <sighs> uh, the whole back covered and skin grafted. And I'm not going to bore you with all that, man. But I mean, yeah, the thing is, this is deadly stuff, and we get paid very well, and rightly so. And I was amazed today, speaking of you know, this trade i we were with Verizon network now, which Verizon is awesome unless you're here at our house and it, it goes down to like you know one or two bars and it never happens anywhere else in the city never until I get here why research 10 g spectrum wave spectrum four sixty six area you know this is I mean they they' even come out Nokia has been working on this for if you google it and it says, I saw a thing that just wigged me out it, it said eight g by two thousand forty eight well, guess what people? You can go to Amazon right now, and you can look up a 10G router. Now Google's got one called Google Nest. Amazon sells another one. It says black thing with these antenna that's sticking around. It with some kind of weird science hat or something. It's traveled back in time. I mean, and we're dealing with a whole area of physics there. This uh, a bandwidth spectrum. This that, well, that's just the thing, isn't it? We want our download speeds fast. We want it now. You know, we live in a We live in a world of now, you know, there's no patience, there's no time. It's just, you know, everything has to be zip, zip, zip. Well, guess what? When I get away from this house, everything is zip, zip, zip with Verizon. I mean, man, I can do a 20, 40 second, even up to a minute video. And it just, it goes right through. I get home. Oh, it takes forever because, you know, my signal strength anywhere else is four bar LTE. Perfect. You get here around this 10 G. Now there's a dial on it, you can tell, because if you study this technology, and I know this technology, uh, you can turn that up. And it's, it's a military app, and that's what Natalie's working with. And I think we're her guinea pig, no, I don't think it, I know it. Now, yes, it causes brain fog, not to mention cancer. And I've got something working right now with some people, and I'm not gonna go into all that legal schmugel, but what she's doing is, is it is, it's, it's ripping. My wife, she did. they did a brain scan on her, right? The confusion. I've known and loved this woman, man, for 17 years. Longer than that, really. But that's how long we've been together. And uh, when I got burned, of course, I got a big settlement, you know. And uh, my wife had custody of the kids. We'd gone through divorce. And, you know, when I got burned, she, for all things, she's a burn. Not burned. she was an OR a nurse. So she'd been around all this gore. And she couldn't handle it. Well, you know, I don't want to get in all that, man, because it is what it is. But long story short, I got custody of my kids. And I took them to Florida, and they're there to this day, and they're healthy. And then we've got a granddaughter, Estella. Hey, Estella, it's Pops. <laughs> we, we miss you. Manna and wish we, we miss you so much. And we'll see you soon, too. We got vaccinated. So we got the J&J. Hey, I'm going to lead into the J&J since I brought it up right now. And this is going to cover some ground here with, man, the, did you see the markets today? Please, you know, Dow negative 340 or 320, wherever the hell. And after a point, you just quit watching it, you know, NASDAQ negative 150. And it's and that's what they do, right? If you'll notice these patterns, and I've been charting this with a brilliant man from the UK, and he knows who he is. And um, shout out to you, but Anyway, you'll never know. Nobody will ever know. This will be like, I'll take this to my group. And we've been charting this, man. And we've taken some hits in the market just to prove a point, because I have never seen market manipulation. I, I got into this market when I got my settlement. I was lucky to be alive, right? I mean, 30 days in the burn unit, 13 skin graft surgeries, you go through hell, and two years to recuperate, and they gave me the cush job, you know. Glenn, we want you, we're gonna get this job, and you just drive around and just check on crews and get their material. You know, when I tried that, man. And there were guys in there, I'm not gonna mention their names, cause the weird part is I'm gonna be working for if I go back and take this gig now. But. Oh, they would trip over each other to bring donuts to the supervisor. And everybody that does line work knows this. We have nicknames, okay? And his name was his nickname was Ape, you know, like a monkey, like an ape. Now, the reason we call it Ape Ape, he's an old white man, and he, he was so cool. And he was a good damn good lineman. And Ape was, you know, this was back in 1992, and I got burned. Ape was probably, you know, I'm guessing, man, 75, 76, maybe 78. So he's probably long gone. But, you know, who knows? You never know. Uh, but he was awesome. And he had the old long hairy arms. I mean, the hairiest arms I've ever seen on a man. I and mean, he could knit a sweater out of this. <laughs> but they would trip over each other to get to Abe, to give him donuts, man. I was like, oh, these bunch of ass kissers. My old man always asked him when he was a, he was a firefighter from Memphis. And I'd say, pops, because we cut grass on the side. And, uh, you know, I was like, you don't take the lieutenant's test, pop. And he said, son, you got to kiss ass. And he said, my lips don't pucker for anybody but your mom. And I love that. And I still use that to this day, right? Nobody can stand an ass because they're mad. And I don't care where you go. You got them. You know, pucker up and kiss my ass for you either, Bob. And they get right in line, man. Not me. No, sir. Nah, man. You should get a job based on merit. You know, if you're good at what you do, you don't have to kiss ass, right? Anyway, the mark is, man, that's just, it's manipulation. And it's algorithms, right? There's not enough time in this podcast. Jesus, I could talk about this and I probably will take a full hour. So you'll always know what time of day it is when you hear me talk because I I listened to an episode, man, I did the other day, and I'm trying to squeeze all this in. And it was, you know, earlier in the afternoon, like 5.30, I'm like, kind of now. And, you know, and I listen to some I do. God, I see, man, I've always operated on like four or five hours of sleep, right? And that's just me. Uh, Everybody's different. My wife is, she she can do seven, eight, no problem. You know, after four, usually about five, I'm done. You know, the other morning I slept until like 7.30, that was sleeping in. Usually I'm up at, you know, 4.35 in the morning. It's just something I've always done. And a lot of that comes back to hurricane mode, man. And that's what I call it too, when I get around here. She's like, when's the last time you slept? And I said, baby, I'm in hurricane mode. And back in the day, I I worked for the light company. Anyway, getting back to it, man, I got burned. I came back, yada, yada, I tried the cushy bullshit job. And like, nah, I went to our supervisor. His name was Albert Wright and Albert was a great man he was a good old lime. and back then it was Lyman that ran and it still is to this day you know shout out to you Carl and Bill and uh that's a new outfit with Elliot and they want me to come join and I'm thinking seriously about it because they're tight man they got good equipment uh clean I was impressed with it and be running the crew for another five years which is perfect because I just turned 60 and I'll be 65 and I can finally hang up my hooks and call us squids. and I don't know man <laughs> oh excuse me hiccup when you, uh, you know, something gets in your blood, man, whether you're a dancer, whether you're a firefighter, you're a cop, whether you're a lineman, you're an iron worker, you get the drift. An actor, which God always wanted to do that, that was my dream, you know, when I topped out, which means when you go through your 5 for your apprenticeship and you become a journeyman and you take this big working test and all the white hats are watching you and you, you do a double dead end, which linemen out there all know what I'm talking about. Like there's going to be linemen listening to these podcasts, right? You never know, man. Where he I know one right now. Shout out to my buddy Joe McElroy. And Joe's awesome and Light like Company. wouldn't like that if I brought his name up because Joe was a hellraiser. Go figure. They call him the bastard son of Glenn after I left. <laughs> Joe was from Boston, man. He moved down here to the south. And he you know, he had that accent. He, he came up to me on the dock one day. And he says, hey, where's the bubbler?" And I said, what the hell's a bubbla? It was a water fountain, man. I'd never been to Boston at that time. I've been through there now. And, you know, you tramp and you travel, but anyway, Joe McElroy, shout out to you, my brother, and I love you, you know that. And Joe kind of got a raw deal, and I, I'm not going to go into all that, man. The light company here, they're a good outfit, they are, but it, I don't know, man, they've kind of gotten, yeah, I can't sit there and cut them, right? I'm going to try and go to work for them. I, the bottom line is, I don't have any remorse. It was partly their fault that I got cooked, because they didn't have a one-shot set up on the circuit. Not one shot, not to bore you, because I'm going to get on to more important things, like the whole uh, George Floyd, and, and God bless this family. And uh, I hope justice, is, uh, it'll never be enough for him. But yeah, so yeah, I'm not, I'm going to get off the line work thing. It was It's a great trade. And by the way, you guys out there that, that are wanted, looking for something to do, you don't want to go to college. And I went to college, by the way. I was going to be a nurse, an RN, right? And I took all the prereqs. And I had chemistry to go. And I couldn't get through chemistry, man. I never had it in high school. And we had a class that moved real fast. And I'll never forget his name was Chirpik. And I called him Jerkic. And the first day of class, he's like, okay, if you hadn't had high school chemistry, you know, raise your hands. And there was like me and two others. And he told us straight up, he said, you might as well drop because you won't be able to keep up. Well, you don't tell me I can't do something because I'm going to do it. That's just the way I said my blood Right? It's Scottish, man, I guess. You know. (laughs) It just is, man. I don't don't quit. I just, I don't know how. So, you know, the day you give up is the day you die. So anyway, man, I just, uh, I keep on trucking. But yeah, if you want to be aligned, you know, you can get in touch with me. Uh, I think my, I'm pretty sure my email's on this thing, and uh, you can leave me a message even I set that up the night before I started this one. And it's just winged. I don't pr- ever prepare anything obvious, right? I, t- I just, I don't really do, it. I jot down notes and names, right? And that's about it, maybe. But usually I just wing it because I'm a news junkie and an uh, but the market today, that was disgraceful, and it is, man, every day. Well, you know, the bottom line is, and you, if you follow these patterns and you know and you're watching, none of this makes any sense. They used to go on metrics, okay? You would go by, like, well, now everybody's playing Bitcoin and Bitcoin-related stock. You've got Canaan, C-A-N. They make miners, Bitcoin miners, these these huge supercomputers that come out with these, these algorithms, these programs that are complicated, and they hash out this, you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum. And we'll get into that. That'll be a whole episode one night. We'll, we'll get into it if you people that don't understand. And I tell you beforehand, before you listen to me, uh, I've been my son and I have been dealing with Bitcoin since 17, and he was smart. He bought some, right? And I used to tell him, boy, so, boy, you're wasting your money. And he said, yeah, Dad, but I'm, I'm so-and-so on paper. Yeah, but what good is it, son? You can't buy anything with it. And he believed in it, and he kept the faith, and he's doing real good. So he's still accumulating, man. Ethereum, that's the one we did. And it's got upside to it. They're calling for Ethereum 10,000 a year out from now. So I think today, the high, and I'm looking at futures, but it was, I'm not looking at screen, I was going on memory. And I've got an excellent memory long term, it's the short term. Can't remember where I put my car keys 20 minutes ago. Maybe, maybe too much 420, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I didn't have a damn thing to celebrate 420 with y'all, so... Yeah, my wife was digging through some drawers and she finds this little bitty roach. I mean, it's the size of like a, you know, it's like a roach for a dwarf or something. It's just tiny, man. It's a speck. And she's like, "You?" I was like, really? Throw that away. It's probably been there since 1975. It was an old, <laughs> it's an old drawer, man. And I don't even smoke anymore. I do enjoy it. Uh, you know, and if you're a musician, you play and you write songs and I do and, and poetry. And I've always done that. I love words. Well, you know, it's, hey, jazz musicians had it going on, man. If you go back to, you know, in the, you know, in the 50s and the 60s, man, jazz musicians, Bubba, they were smoking a weed, man. They used to call it Gage, right? You ever watch Ray Charles Ray, the movie Ray? Yeah, he's in Seattle. We got some phrase Gage right off the boat. And that little guy, what was his name, man? Little, little, uh, he was a midget, a small person, whatever the proper name is, no? For all you politically correct cats, and by the way, I'm just going to give you a fair heads up. If you're expecting political correctness out of me, well, don't. You might want to go ahead and turn this off. Because, number one, I'm not in this for fame and for fortune. If it happens, wonderful. You know, who doesn't like money, right? Uh, I know what it's like to have a million dollars. You know, I got a settlement, and life was good. But you know, I just wasn't the kind that. And look here, man. I'm not trying to stick a feather, man. Always the same because trust me, I'm not. I've, I've screwed up. I'll, I'll screw up again. Well, it's just You know, you try to learn from your mistakes. You know, I just turned 60, and I told you that. And hopefully, with age comes wisdom, and you learn from your. And I think that's the whole key. You know, everybody's gonna fuck up, man. You're gonna screw up. That's just life. But if you learn from your mistakes and you don't repeat them, I think you, you got one up. So anyway, man. Uh, <laughs> damn. You know, it wasn't even, let's get on to the whole police thing. And by the way, shout out to uh, Luke Pellegra and, and and Officer Good. And, man, they came out this morning because there was some worrisome things going on. It has to do with this kid next door. That's a kid. He's a mess. You know, the kid's accused of, you know, rape. These two girls were woken us up one Saturday morning. You know, he raped our friend. And yeah, what the hell? And I walk out there, and I'm like, hey, look, that's a very, and I took up this little asshole. I can't believe it now, but this is the right thing to do, right? And they were screaming, you raped our friend. friend." This is Will 808. Yeah, that's right. Hey, And I wouldn't even go there. But you know what? They're doing this shit on this 10G with us, using us like lab rats. This is the weirdest damn thing. Natalie Persons will sit next door. And our houses are real close. I think I posted pictures, man. I had one girl in Brazil, and I love my Brazilian girls. Brazilian ladies, they're beautiful. God, they got so much passion. I just love that. They're They're an open book. And while, and and this is not a cut. There won't be another American female listen to my show after this. Not that there is now, right? All three of them? So, yeah, man. But Brazil, you know, they kind of locked in, and I locked in. And I had a a couple of exchange students, Sundra and Octavio. And they came and stayed with me in the summer of 1990. Because Brandon, now this goes, and I'm not going to get into all this, but he was my brother-in-law from my ex-wife and he's deceased now, and Brandon was a good guy. And yeah, they were they were brought up, I'm talking about religion, they were brought up Church of Christ. Now I'm not here to rip on the Church of Christ people. There's that old joke, you know, I don't know if you ever heard it, you know, and you got your sex, and that's why I'm not into religion, man, I was raised with it, of course, you know, most people were, they were, grew up in the South, in the Bible Belt in the 60s, and I can remember as a child, and I'm gonna get on to Brandon in a minute, but we were, uh, I was probably about five men, and we would go to Hollywood Baptist Church, it was a small man. it had one of those hellfire and brimstone preachers. You know, hey, you're all going to hell. You know, repent, repent. And he looked like a fat Elvis, I swear to God. And he had the slick back, you know, black Elvis dude, man. He was kind of heavy set. And he scared the shit out of me, man, because he was always yelling. And screaming. his face would turn all red. I'm sure he had hypertension. And and I, asked my, I would ask my mother, you know, I said, Mom, what's he mad about? And it wasn't like a week later we were going to the Methodist church. So I think Mom was listening, right? But you don't want to. If, if religion, think about it, is fear-based. Now you can get a better, much better education. Watch Bill Maher's List, because if you haven't seen it, his documentary is awesome, man. I've and I've got it. Matter of fact, in DVD in the store over here. God, we've probably got I don't know 400 DVDs over the years. We just we love movies. So I'm sitting here drinking my Scottish ale. By the good people at High Cotton and local breweries, man, have been popping up in Memphis wine because we got the best water in the world. Not many people know that. I can always spot a newbie to Memphis because you'll be in the Kroger. That's what we got. When I was in Miami working, man, we had Publix, and I left Publix. And of course, when Dixie, that sucks. But anyway, Kroger's got a monopoly here. And yeah, and by the way, I don't have a filter, so if you're looking for that, that this ain't me. Nothing scripted. I just, I just shoot from the. Hip. And that's the way I. That's the way I roll. So, yeah, man, it's got a shell by, uh, you know, by, by uh, high cotton, and it's brewed. It says right here, brewed can in Canada, Memphis, Tennessee. And we got artesian well water. And they, these wells go down like 5,000 feet, man, they're, and they're, the water's been there. You know, it's like 2,000-year-old like rainwater, and it's pure, and it's, it's beautiful. So we have good water. And I, like I said, I'll see somebody in the crows, and so they'll be buying all these cases of water, and I'm like, what? And I've even said something to them before, and they look at me like i got two heads, but I'm like, hey, you know, you don't need that, right? I mean, unless you just want it. Or, but we got great water here, because then you talk to them, you can tell they're from up north, they Yankees, whatever. And I've worked a lot up north, so I don't need a shit from the Yankees. <laughs> worked out a local night in Chicago, and, you know, I think it was, uh, what, 254 out of, uh, what, Jersey? I don't know, hell enough. I, anyway, I get confused. I worked in Jersey during Sandy, Other local up there, and, uh, and I ain't going to get started on that. But the cool thing is, man, when I was up there, if you saw my, I got to go into the house, Mike Harmon. Mike, hello to you and Andrew, man. Y'all were awesome. And I was down there doing switch and order and in my bucket truck, and I'm sitting there, and this gentleman walks up, and it was Mike Harmon. And he lives in the Atlantic Islands, and he walks up to me. I don't know anything about him. And we've been up at Sandy, you know, at that time, probably a couple of weeks, man. And everything was still, you know, everybody's off. And I was lucky enough to get the Atlantic Islands, and My boss that I had, he, he knew, he, we knew our stuff. And uh, shout out to Donnie and Jimmy and uh, Dan, and I forget the grunt's name, but they called him Thor. <laughs> he was a little guy, so you always play on words, right, Thor? But anyway, man, we had a pretty good little outfit, a little clip, and, which is you know, par for the course, about a four-man crew now, if you're lucky. Back in the day when I started, you had eight, ten-man crews, So I've heard Fred, um, Landers here, who I'll be working for, he, he would say, man, Glenn, we had 12 men back, and I've heard these stories. they got a lot more work done, but, you know, cost-effective bullshit, and cutting, and speaking of cutting, but I'm not going to go there yet, so he tell you the story about the Atlantic Highlands, man, so I'm up there, Mike Harmon walks up to me, and I said, yeah, what can I do for you? And he says, man, do you have a, a chainsaw, maybe I could park? And I said, what's the problem? And he says, man, I got a, I got a, I'm uh, going to catch some water here. There you go, girl. And I, I said, I got a, a a tree down in front of my my house, and I'm like, sure, man. I said, look, I can do you one better than a chainsaw. Give me your address, and I give me about 15 minutes to wrap up the switch order. Okay, so he writes down the address, and it was on Bonnie uh, Braid Lane or whatever, and I can't give you the address, but I mean, I think that's right. And uh, we ride around there, man, and I took my crane truck, my digger derrick, and it's got a boom on it with a you know the, with a you know you pickup poles, transforms, anything was thing. And it'll lift the world. It's a T Rex. And so, I tell like, let's call him T Rex. And then I hook up a sling. The guys were good and we lifted this tree off his and we let him so he could get his car out, man. He'd been, he'd been trapped in, he couldn't go anywhere to get food, nothing. And so Mike's like, hey man, I can't thank you enough. And I said, Look, we're not gonna cut it up for you, but I'm gonna leave you a chainsaw And he said, Oh man, that's awesome. I appreciate it. And he says, Look, you know, come back later. If you want to, you know, you like Bruce Springsteen. I said, "Are you kidding me? I love the guy, man. He's an American legend, you know. I mean, his treasure and the best songwriter. And God, I love Bruce, man, and the boss. I've got his, I've got his stuff hanging on my walls now. So, Mike, man, hostess with the mostest. We, me and Dan, show up later. Went, went to the, went to the house. We call that the hotel, you know. And we joke and we're, hey, honey, see you at the house, yeah, okay, but we're on the road with a bunch of men. This isn't bananas in York and Hurricane. So we came back later, like Mike said, man, and we showed up at like 7 o'clock that afternoon, that evening, 8 o'clock, something like that. And it was dark because it was in October. And he's like, hey, you guys, come on in. And, man, it was like one hell of a house, right? Lofer-looking Sandy Hook. And, you know, I mean, I don't even know real estate up there is bananas, right? So was, we're probably talking about a $5, 6000000 million home. I don't know. It was huge. And location, right? It was such a cool neighborhood, man. And he says, this is the house where Bruce Springsteen recorded Born to Run. Matter of fact, it's in my basement. I'm fixing to take you, take you to it. And I'm like, holy shit, really. And we go down he said, well, it's not the original house, but it was built around it. And I'm like, oh man, wow. So we go down there and he's got like crates and crates. I mean, more than he can ever use in a lifetime. It was like old music sheets. Bruce had handwritten and, you know, Born to Run and Glory Days and on and on and on. And, uh, yeah, man, he gave us a handful of stuff, and it, it, it was just amazing. And Mike had some guitars there, and, and Dan and he, we, you know, they, Dan and Mike played, and they only had two guitars, so I just kind of kicked back and listened to them, and I was just kind of looking around the place going, you just, you know, all right, and I'm standing on the, the spot. And to a Bruce Springsteen fan, you, you know, that's, man, that's like uh, Talladega. I mean, like, that's like the Indy 500, whatever, you know, the World Series, man so yeah, it, was, it was on hallowed ground so anyway Mike was great and Andrea his wife she's beautiful and a shout out to you guys so I hope you're doing well up there and uh, up there yeah, across from from NYC in New Jersey Atlantic Island so anyway man you chase those hurricanes I did Katrina and Rita and Wilma and Sandy and on and on and Hugo and you name it man and that's what linemen do and we chase hurricanes and in the winter time you go chase ice storms so you know, the thing about it, yeah, you know, like I work Sandy, man, I made 75 k brought home 75 k in like three months. So I was talking to Luke this morning, the officer that I called out, because there was some funky stuff going on with Will 808 last night. It was this truck, and I'm not going to get into it, but two suspicious characters. And I kept hearing the same rap. There's more like 4 o'clock this morning, doom, 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 doo, you know, over and over driving by my house. So, yeah, it's getting real. And I laid into Natalie the other day, and I and I did, man. I lost it because my wife's having all these health issues, and I know what it is, and I know it's her issue. And, and I saw her. And I'm like, and I just, you know, I was going to ignore it. And I said, the hell with that? And I didn't say that. With it. You know what I said. And I'm sorry about dropping the F-bomb. I'm, I'm going to work on that in these future casts, man, because my mother wants to listen. I'm like, oh, I cringe, right? We all love our moms. And uh, she used to say, God, you used to be such a nice young man. What happened to you? <laughs> it's Mom, working with linemen, I don't know. We weren't as innocent as she thought. My old man was a firefighter, ex-military, you know, Korean War vet. So, yeah, you know. But mom, he, he he loved her, man. They had a great relationship. I never saw my parents fight, by the way. Yeah, 30 years when he died. And he died young, 57, of a heart deal. He died waiting on a heart. And then the guy, you know, fate went out. Now I'm waiting on one. So, you yeah, God is good, man. I'm, I don't worry. You know, I just take it one day at a time. They wrote me off 15 years ago, and I have outlasted them. last So So you keep going. And you know, my heart rate was at 160 a minute when I got cooked, and I, they didn't think I, I'd live, and they, well, I just make him comfortable and, you know, let him lie there. And after about day three, I was like, well, shit, you won't die. <laughs> so they had to cover me. They, I woke up, and had black skin on my chest, so do you have, do I have some soul in me? Yeah, man. And I said, I got black uh, skin on me, you yeah. He said, I know it came from a black man. This is my doctor, brilliant doctor. Shout out to B, William Hickerson and Bill Hickerson. He's awesome. Dr. Hickerson's wonderful. And thanks to Bill, I have a left hand. And it burned out like half my wrist. They did some amazing things, man. And he's still a practice. He's still doing his thing. And, uh, yeah, but anyway, I woke up. And I'm like, yeah, I got black skin. I know it came from a black man. It was and I didn't understand at the time. so I'm all morphine down. You're liquid morphine, I be morphine. Because you're just so miserable. And... Third and fourth degree, yeah, but I covered all with clothes, and <laughs> but yeah, man, he he, yeah, he said that's what they do, they use cadaver skin until you can get healthy enough where they they transfer your own, and that's that stuff. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. You got that scrub tank, man. Who I thought I knew pain. Yeah, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah, maybe Matt Gates, maybe Will eight hundred eight. <laughs> no man. Yeah. Hey, you know, it brings me to a thing. You think you got issues, man? Go to a burn unit. You know go to St. Jude I mentioned them in my you know in the trailer now children should not a child should not have to deal with chemo man and cancer and the you know survival rate for a child 50 years ago when Danny Thomas started this thing you know whatever it's been a long time probably longer than that maybe try 60 years uh, you know something yeah you know, the survival rate was you know, it was it was minuscule man it's like if you got cancer in your child that was you're done well as a matter of fact the C word they wouldn't even say the word back in the 60s if you just got it that was it that was the death sentence right you know it's the C word they didn't even say cancer it's like a bad mojo thing but yeah get those wallets out man you know uh, you got money you can I give to them I mean look you know the way I, I justify this man people always are too quick to oh, well I can't afford them it don't take much man. Dollars add up, right? If you got money to go buy that six-pack, go buy that bottle of wine tonight, night, cigar, a pack of cigarettes, uh, the extras, a couple of lottery tickets, why don't you send St. Jude five bucks, man? Send them ten bucks. I mean, come on. If we all did that, then there wouldn't be any need for it, right? Okay, that being said, man, let's let's move on to George Floyd because I could not believe what I saw. It wasn't 24 hours even, man. After they delivered the verdict, and you knew that I, I did a podcast. If you watch it, Stephanie and I—it I, wasn't even a podcast. I just posted it to to Twitter, and it shows us walking around the neighborhood with Thomas. And by the way, our signal goes up exponentially to four bars full LTE anytime we're away from Natalie's house, and it's like that everywhere in the city. But I get next to her house, and bam, it drops down to one or two bars. And if I talk smack about them, because they're listening to me, yeah, you can pull. They've tapped into my iPhone. Do you remember about three years ago? and I'm getting away from Floyd and I'm going to go right back there and I apologize to the Floyd family but I got to say this man because this is, this is detrimental to people's health. Y'all are welcoming in 5G. They're working on it. Nokia's already got 10G. Go to, go to Amazon, you'll see the 10G router, the Google Nest, that's 10G man and that's a dangerous spectrum. of You're beyond the visible spectrum of light and it gets technical and I'm that way, I'm a techno geek so I understand it and uh, it's dangerous man. It causes cancer, it can cause brain loss, memory loss, foul stuff, I mean nasty stuff. And, you know, I've noticed that when we have our iPhones plugged into these wall sockets, and I've got an excellent service, you know, I've been through the fine-tooth comb, I have a little electric business on the side as well. And I do people a solid, which, you know, I don't rape them as far as, the like, the money, and that's what we call it, you know, don't rape them, man. In other words, don't, don't ever charge them. And everybody's heard that, right? You know, I go to buy a car, I've bend over, right? So anyway, man, I don't do that. I just, I just, you know, I get about 60 bucks an hour and I, I don't mark up my, my parts. I, I mean, I might mark them up five bucks to cover my fuel and that's about I did. Anyway, man, that being said, um, I've noticed when we plug these phones in and they're running this 10G on, the, man, the plugs get, and they're from the Apple. They're not aftermarket. These are brand new iPhones and we have only had them like maybe three weeks and they get so hot and that's because, and it, you think about that now. It's okay. I would have four bars here. Normally it wasn't for this tingy nest issue. And we've seen it. Stephanie used to look at her because Natalie sits there. The houses are only at like 25 feet apart. And she would sit there. Of all the places this woman could sit in her house and look, she's looking out her, her west side of her house. And she's got a little kitchen nook set up. And she's staring. And granted, you know, oh, well, she's not staring. She's, man, yeah, the woman is staring right at us. Now, who in the hell leaves their blinds open all... I've never seen those blinds closed on this side of the house, never. It's funny, they're, they're closed on the other side, I think, yeah. But there's a crackhead that lives next door on the other side. I'm, I'm painting a bad picture of Cooper i but it's not that way, trust me. You know, this guy's been doing this shit for seven years, and he's like the walking dead. I you know, keep thinking he's going to die any day, and he's, just, he's gone. He's, his central nervous system is shot. And you hear me laughing, but it's just pathetic, man. He's been stealing from this neighborhood for years to support his crack habit. And he's, he's like a 60 two-year-old crackhead, right? Right? And he lives with his mom. One well, day he got shit. They don't have lights. They don't have cars. You know, one day, and this guy, man, he's a nightmare. And that's the side that she doesn't, right? She probably keeps the one that's blinds down. I don't blame her. But she comes, she tells us, Natalie tells us all about it. And this is, I'm telling you how bright this woman is. She's got a doctorate in psychology. If you look her up, she goes to Rhodes College. She's a dean, man. She's got a tenured position. And if you Google her, Natalie Persons, just like a person, but with a plural s. And she's all into AI and, you know, teaching computers to communicate with people and blah, 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 blah. And she's all into that tech. And she's been published and yada, yada. Well, now she's on this 10G and it says in there, man, that she's working with the Air Force. And we've got an air guard base out here not far from here. And it's a weird trip, too, man, because one morning I'm laying in bed and I heard that, you know, I love flight. I'm fascinated with flight. I always have been. I joined the Air For- I tried to join the Air Force right out of high school. And I talked to the recruiter. You know how they are. Oh, yeah, come on, man, you're perfect. You know, you, you, I want to fly just, Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll tell you anything to get you some. But I took an aptitude test, and it did come back, you know, favorable. So, anyway, I didn't go there, and I said, no, let me go home, sleep on it, you know, to the recruiter. And I went home and told my old man, and him being a, you know, world war, a world war, he kill me Korean War, vet, and he joined, by the way, he didn't get drafted, he joined. And uh, he said, don't be a dumbass like me, Bo. I joined. And that was my nickname, Bo. When I was going to B-E-A-U, Bo. And uh, he said, you did what? And I'm like, yeah. I thought, you, no, hell no. You're going to college. Boy, we've been saving this money. Up? And I want to be a firefighter. And he's like, what the hell do you, hell you think we're cutting grass for? Everybody's got a side job. Officer Good this morning, man. He's like, yeah, you know, I cut grass on the side. Now, that's pathetic when I'm an officer of the law and y'all are all thinking police are all shut and they're not. You got some bad eggs out there, given. You know, police work's not for everybody. Just like line work's not for everybody. Just like being an iron worker, it ain't for everybody, right? And these are all men's job, men's jobs. You know, oh, he's a sexist. Yeah, I really could give two shits what people think. I know the truth. I don't discriminate. I just call. I wouldn't raise like that. My parents, thank God, didn't raise me to see color. Have I said the N word in the past? Of course I have. We all have. Everybody's got some racist in them, where you want to admit it or not. You're, you're not. You're not the burning bush man. You're not. You know, no. Oh, I'm not racist, man. Please, if you you know i see the reverse thing going on all the time now man and this is a poor time to talk about this and you're going hell yeah how could you bring that up well the point is that two wrongs don't make it right you know and i'm seeing everything now swing that like in other words a white male is the last person on the totem pole to get any position i just don't get that man you know and i don't i think a person ought to be in the job based based on merit of course the, the 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 graph should be spread all around equally well if you want to go there Right? Where's the mayor? Where's the American Native fit into this? Because I never see their flag. They're kind of forgotten. The original American Native that owned this land, were there's their birthright. They're stuck out on some shitty res out in New Mexico, Arizona. You never, where's their flag? I got it flying in my backyard, in my back room, in my music room. That's where it's flying. And I don't forget. You know, I don't forget anybody, man. That's how we keep memories alive, people alive. That's what the Floyds will do going forward is they will keep George's memory alive by telling stories about him. And unfortunately his son will have to grow up with that memory and just that, yeah, you that know, it is it's sad. And we couldn't even make it 24 hours later, man. And they shot this t- this teenage girl, she's 16 and she's, right, and she's holding up, is it Micaiah? She's holding up, she's got a knife, she might have some mental illness, man. But my God, when a cop has to shoot, come on, man. Shot her twice, four times in the heart, whatever. Fuck all. The, you know, man. I'm sorry. Kneecaps blow out pretty damn good. And a cop with a with a Glock, man, he's not right, right out of the academy. Which usually these knuckleheads that are shooting people are fresh out of the fucking academy, and they're all gung ho. And I've got a theory on that, and we'll get into that in a minute, but. Man, you don't have to kill them. I mean, come on, somebody's got a knife. They're no threat, just like George Floyd. They had the man handcuffed. What was he gonna do, Spread to the county line? Now, me and my friend Frank, Frank is, shout out to you, Frank. Frank is a sanitation worker on my route. And man, Frank always talked to him, and he's, he's cool as shit. And you know, Memphis has got a big history uh, with sanitation workers. That was why MLK was here in 68, was support the sanitation workers strike. And the Mayor Loeb at the time, who was a huge racist, by the way, did you see the thing I put out on Strom Thurmond last night? Man, there should be term limits for these senators, man. I mean, everybody wants to, you know, Stephen Colbert, he's not, who in the hell are you? I'm nobody, Stephen, but I love you, man. And I like your work, you'd be great, but he's like, he's kissing Nancy's ass. You know, Nancy Pelosi's great and all this shit. No, she's not, man. Nancy had her shining star one time, but she's 81. She's out of touch. And I'm sorry, heart full of love. Nancy was playing uh, Tesla options, you know, about three months ago. That's right. Look it up. You know, you don't see that unless you're, you know, in the markets and you're in the news. And I just read up on this shit. And my wife does have, I started her a little thing with $4,500. And I'm not going to say what we grew into, but we did okay. And we had to do something because she lost her job to COVID, man. She's a hairstylist. As a matter of fact. Now that brings me. Look, I'm going to get back on the Floyd things. I'm getting offshoot again, man. Uh, you know, God bless the Floyd family, and we got you know you got justice. If it's that, I did, don't, don't bring George back. He still is just as dead. And now you have got this young, uh, you know, right? You know, and you got uh, Toledo, and you have the McKay. You know, it just keeps happening, man. And I hate to sit here and say it and be a pessimist and go, oh, we'll give it a week, it'll happen again. No, man, we can't. You know, it's the, it's, there needs to be more. And I think a cop should go for a mental eval, man. They got to go back and get him mentally evaluated once every couple of years. That's what I think. That ought to be standard operating procedure, man. You, I don't give a shit how much time you got in. You know, because everybody slips, you know, their, their cheese slips, slides off their crackers sometimes. So uh, that's just, that's what I think. You know, they should they should reevaluate a cop like every couple of years, man. Maybe some cops out there are going, oh, shut the hell up, Glenn. What do you know? Well, it doesn't make sense, man, because you get cops nowadays. Now they've been this has been a practice in this country for the last twenty years, and uh, you know they'll get caught co- pl- service men right off the battlefield, right? And they've just come home from a tour in Iraq or Afghanistan, and they've got a head full of PTSD. They see everybody as a combatant because they've been in that war situation for a year, two years, whatever, and you know they go right into policing. Now that's just my theory. I don't know. You know, you told me. We're going to get this set up eventually. What I'd like to do is get the mic set up where I can have people call in, you know, and let it be a two-way street, you know, uh, and, just, and, and hopefully we'll get some celebrities. I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I always will be. Uh, Edward Norton, shout out to you. He was supporting me. God, I love that guy. I'm a matter of fact, I'm going to watch Fight Club tonight, man, because I was. Hey, we were back and forth a little bit today. And Essie Cub, God bless, man. She's good to go. And I like Essie a lot. She's going to be a guest on Bill Maher, as a matter of fact, I think, tomorrow night. And uh, love Bill Maher. Man, I can't get enough of the guy. And I don't have HBO right now, but i you know, you, I, I got to get... I mean, I know the technology, man. I've just been busy with my wife lately, so apologies to what I have not covered, what I have not done. But I've just been real busy, and I know all of my three fans, right? <laughs> Forgive me. But, man, to all the beautiful women over in Brazil, you guys are amazing, and Lana Del Rey... You have got a hell of a fan base, man. Yeah, you do. They're loyal, man. and they're and they're so cool, man. Brazilian women are so hot, right? They just are, man. They they're just they're sexy and they're bright and they're witty and just and Dante, right? I'm gonna get back to that, you know, and George Floyd, and you know, Adam Toledo. These look. These men should be here today, man, walking around enjoying the sunrise. But they're all three dead, man. Now, come on, it doesn't matter how old you are, you know. George Floyd is a grown man. This, you know, Dante Wright, 16, is that right? And and then Toledo's 13, Adam Toledo, and they're dead, man. And over what? Because some tricky, tricky. Yeah, they're tricky, all right. Some trigger happy police officer that has no bit that's just the thing right it leaves a bad stain on the good cops because there's plenty of them officer luke pellagra came out this morning fine family man i know his old man he's a firefighter and uh, luke told me that his old man is going through some things some health issues and godspeed to him and i hope he gets better mike pellagra and uh yeah i'm sorry man yeah i think dante was actually 20 years old not not 16 but 16 isn't that uh, toledo's age i believe so the bottom line is these are young men in the prime of their life. They're just now getting started. They're not even in their prime yet. They're young men. That, it doesn't matter if they're a 60-year-old man. Nobody should be shot. Nobody, man. Over a, a, what, a speeding ticket? And I was watching this Dante Wright thing. And a fucking air freshener? Yeah. I mean, Adam Toledo's 13. And look, if I got the they just messed up, man, I'd do that. But I know that, I know that Toledo was 13, right? And I'm pretty sure Dante was 20 years old. These are young guys. And, uh, what the fuck ever, man? Uh, uh, when is a air? For, what the hell's up with Minnesota, man? I mean, I when I start getting passionate, you know, because my voice kind of raises an octave. You know, what is up with this? Uh, a fucking air freshener is illegal in the state of Minnesota. What the fuck? Who wrote this shit? And you know, that's the problem with laws. They've been on the books, my God, for there's laws in the books in Tennessee right now. That spitting against the sidewalks punishable by jail time. Just stupid shit. This been on the books for God knows, you know, a hundred years, and they don't take them off. So anyway, man, it's uh, it's just crazy. This whole thing is nuts, and I don't know. Hope we get a grip on it. I really do. Um, I just I don't know. You know, I don't know what the answer is to it, man. I know better police training, the police evaluations. I don't think a good officer like my, like Luke Pleger. Or, and that's the bitch, though it is kind of suck. If you got a good record and you never had any issues, well, then you say, why should you be revalued every two years? So maybe that they need to work on that. They could work. It. Maybe it could be for rookies, right? Because I, I'm not. Look, I usually have my facts pretty together today. Be honest with you, this podcast was just shot from the hip. I didn't like that start. Hey, this is April Fool's Day. That bullshit. And that was the first one I did. Give me a break, you Come on. <laughs> Shit, I'm just I'm shooting from the hip, man. And you assholes out there that keep, you know, come on, you don't think I look at your followers, man, your numbers, and I just play them along. Like, you know, I had one clown call me. He's like, this is Jim Carrey. And I'm like, oh, my God. And i even told my friends, hey, man, Jim Carrey called me. You know, I went, to, I went to play a little gig a few weeks back. I thought I was going to play a gig, but it was, and I had my guitar in my truck. But it turned out to be Scott Sherman's drummers, and they were awesome. And I can't say enough good things about them. And they did Stephanie, little healing thing, a little, you know, a little deal. And it was beautiful. Yeah, healing circle, and it was beautiful and we enjoyed it man and, and it was emotional and stephanie had a tear running down her eye you know the weird thing man a lot of spirituality has been jumping around this house man even the 10 from natalie can't kill it and i do believe in god do i believe in you know, organized religion i've told you i don't i don't i think it's you know it's a lot of fear you know guilt-based fear-based you know that's what they control people with think about it the masses for a thousand years was religion you know, if you don't do right, we're going to send you this fiery lake of chains and oils and devils with pitchforks, and you're going to be tormented for all hell. Now, if you're a movie buff like I am, you remember the movie The Pro- the Prophecy? Is that right? With uh, walking? And I think so, yeah. And, the, you know, there was the devil. It was, uh, you know who he is, man. <laughs> I swear I never' not have a brain fart on his name. If you've seen The Prophecy, you know what I'm talking about. And he's sitting there and he's saying, you know, hell is not, you know, oil and fire and all that shit, it's being separated from your God and your, his word taken from you, and I just thought that was a cool analogy, but man, yeah, the angels had black toenails and they didn't die and they, you know, they were lieutenants and serabs and all the, the wars and the, you think about that though, man, like if God was an alien intelligence, right, and the, you know, God, this guy's flipped out off the chain, man, one guy said last night, is he going insane? Yeah, probably him, man, from this fucking 10G bathing me, right, and my wife and his bullshit, but, yeah, man, I, I just get into the, you know, every realm of possibility. You think about an intelligence now. There would be a billion year and Carl Carl Sagan would get into that. I love that man. And Neil deGrasse Tyson, shout out to him, too, because he's awesome. And talk about a wonderful story. Look that one up if you don't know it, and I think most people do. if There's Trekkies. Or, yeah, and I made the, <laughs> I had some Trekkies, man, that, that wanted to hook me hook up with me the other day. And I pro- that's probably a mistake, because I always have this, this mental, of the Big Bang episode where they're out in the California desert, right? And, they're, and they've are and they broken down, and they're in their Star Trek outfits. <laughs> and they start trying, starting the body poses and getting them toot, to, 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 you know? And I just I always think of that, man. And they're, yeah, they're kind of nerdy, right? So anyway, man, I love Star Trek. Who doesn't, right? If you grew up in the 60s, you did, late 60s. And, uh, oh, man, look, there's so much to talk about, y'all. I don't even know where to stop, where to start. Uh, my wife keeps telling me, babe, you got to get some sleep. And yeah, she's probably right, man. I've been I've been burning the midnight oil now for about a week and a half, honest to God, because she's been sick. And if something happened to her, man, that wouldn't be good. I don't know what the hell I'd do. Yeah, you know, she's, my, she's my better half. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody's got a better half out there. You know, keep you grounded, man. So thanks again to the wonderful SC Cup. Thank you for Edward Norton, for the support and John Cusack and, uh, you know, man, (laughs) that Jim Carrey clown. (laughs) Hey, can we keep this between us? You know, I don't want you to give... Oh, sure, yeah, sure, Jim. And this is all through text, right? And I'm just playing along with him. I mean, yeah, come on, man. I looked at your fucking following list. You got like one or two followers, eight followers. No, you're not Edward Norton and you're not not George Clooney and I was playing that shit. George Clooney's been hanging in there. He disappeared and he came back. And, yeah, man, can I, he asked me today, Queenie did, right? This guy's playing shorts. Can I get your phone number? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, it's 1-800-you-know-fuck-off. So, <laughs> I don't know what I told him. I don't know, man. I just, yeah, you're right. I said, look, man, get get, get off. You know, the, the jig is up. Come on now, really. But I guess everybody thinks if you're from Tennessee, they deduct a few IQ points. I don't know, man, maybe. We're thinking about getting the hell out of here. Stephanie lost her appeal today. Uh, we're going to appeal it, sure. It wasn't an appeal. It was a... You know, it was a hearing. It was a final thing because her shitty boss that who we've known forever. She's a lesbian. And I look, my, I've got a gay uncle. We got lesbians who live across the street from us. If you know anything about Cooper Young, you don't. You know, they've got a gay and lesbian center right up the street. And, uh, hey, what I just look at it like this, man. Whatever blows you, that's a bit like no pun intended. Whatever blows your dress up, man. Whatever floats your boat, however you want to put it. You know, people, man, you've got a right to do what the hell you want. That's what makes this country great, you know? You know, if, if men are your thing, if chicks are your thing, whatever your thing is, man, you're free to do it without persecution. That's the whole idea, right? Of being an American is having freedom, man, freedom of religion, freedom. And by the way, thank God that Trump. I'm sorry, I don't really give. Like, maybe I might meet S. C. I don't think I don't think S.E. would get down on like she would be really into Trump. I just can't see that shit. Yeah, you know, she might say he could have been a good president if he hadn't been. I've always said there was too much Trump in Donald Trump. So, in that being said, man, I don't get political, I don't cross lines, I'm just down the middle. You'll hear me rip on Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell. The bottom line is, man, you get these old crocs, they stay in there, they're like the Pope, man. They don't ever give the job up, right? I mean, Strom Thurmond, for Christ's sake, they used to wheel him out there in a fucking chair. He's got two marbles rolling around up top. You know, he looked like the abominable snowman. Remember in the Rudolph thing, the marbles rolling around his head? I swear to God, it's, it's like a skin. <laughs> I and he was like ninety three or ninety seven. They used to will this old bastard out, and he was a racist son of a bitch. And he's this, yeah, man, and it never ended. And you know, I'm sorry, Nancy, but Nancy was playing Tesla options when everybody else was losing their fucking apartments in California. That's fucked up. And you think about this now. And I said this today. I tweeted it. I don't know who saw it, you know, but if you did, think about it because I, my, you know, I always think about everybody they're so I'm sorry man I've always said a person is smart and people forgive me because I'm not a snob I'm not a pretentious ass like this person next door uh, you know man but people man the sheep. and you got good reason I guess because you know it's the fear 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 it's always keep the Johnson & Johnson oh you know six people out of 7.2 million doses administered right and let's just let's shut the whole thing down bullshit and what did you do with the Fear Factor? You caused people not to go get the shot now. That's fucking brilliant, NBC, ABC, CBS, right? People were doing pretty good, feeling pretty good about it. And by the way, Stephanie and I got the Johnson & Johnson one and done. And a wonderful shout-out to Brooke, who was our pharmacist over at Walgreens, at Bellevue, and Michael Moore, Memphis. And his kind of over in the hood, but, you know, hey, man, it, it, we didn't give a shit. I worked in the hood. When I worked for Booker, that was my area, brother. It was was eight years in the downtown Memphis, Hoodie Hood, Lauderdale Courts, New Chicago, Her Village. I worked all that shit for eight years, man. And I saw things that a white man normally wouldn't see. And I worked our crew was half black, half white, and I loved us. They called us the Black Sheep Squad. And man, we were we were awesome. And cool Carl Burns, you know, Nate Gary, me, Tommy Ox, and Don Shue, rest in peace, my 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 brother I used to ride Harley's with. And uh Man, we used to be some hellraisers, brother. Probably still all right. Yeah, uh, some things never change. But anyway, I got a, uh, Essie told me she was gonna be doing. Uh, you know, we we're tweeting today, and she told me about this thing. You know, just the guy white. She told me she's like, you know, saw her tweet. She did. She kind of sent me a thing. Like, hey, and I uh, mean, I think she's brilliant. I, I really admire the lady. I mean, she's she's pretty and I and mean, brilliant and and pretty and hey, Miss Martin, pretty always works for me every time. And. Uh, you know, she's a, she's conservative and man, that's look, that's what I was kinda raised, man. Not not Republican, it didn't mean that. Back in the day, if you were a Democrat, you were a union worker, man. It didn't mean snowflake. It didn't mean tree hugger, ultra liberal. You Democrats were your working class, you blue collar, right? Your firefighters, your iron workers, your police officers, you you're whatever. You middle of the road, you middle class, man. And a lot and the Republicans were all as always they were your upper Echelons The elites You know And not necessarily Everybody man The the parties have changed They've morphed Into different You know Inversions of themselves Over the years So to speak And I am very political And I try to stay in, But you get burnt out on it You know you do man Because you get tired Of hearing the same old shit Now I was saying today You know I (laughs) still I got a letter From the government And it's dated March the 12th Now things have been It's been tough slating around here I'm not going to kid you man You know Stephanie has been out of work for six months because of COVID. You know, Debbie, the idiot that owns the salon down at know she'd shut down when she was made to shut down. She said, look, I got a business to run. She wasn't concerned with anybody, man. And they had no guidelines here. This brilliant Governor Lee of Tennessee, and I've ripped the shit out of him. And imagine that, Stephanie gets ruled against. And I said, well, you know what that's about. He's a fucking Trump man. He's a Republican, and we're Democrats. and, And Memphis is the only Democratic city in the whole state of Tennessee, in case you didn't know. You know, when I first started doing this, people, me, you "Oh, know, like you're from Tennessee, you're a Trumper. No, not true, man. You know, Memphis is largely Democratic. It always has been. So, anyway, ah, the politicians, man. It's just, you know, think about, though, now, I got a letter on the 12th stating, your second payment of $600 has been deposited to your bank account, ending in, yada, yada, yada. And I'm on disability, man. And I'm thinking about coming out of retirement and dusting off those mothballs. And get my hooks back out. I won't be climbing a lot. I'll go up in a bucket truck and work. Because I love working on high voltage. I'm just weird that way. And it gets in your blood, man. You get up there and the hair stand up on your arms. And you, you're holding enough power in your hand to light up a city. It's pretty awesome. And we rubber glove that shit. And you can't make mistakes. It keeps you sharp, man. Because one fuck up and you're a crispy critter and you're done. So I'm down to four minutes left of time. Uh, what I was going to say as far as the code. I didn't get the, the second check, Joe Biden. By the way, I still haven't got it. That was March the 12th I was supposed to get. It. I got the 1400 after I bitched, I didn't, I didn't get that either for about until a month later. Now, here's the deal. A lot of people, I remember this about a month ago, it was estimated 27 million people had not gotten their check, and it had already been approved months in the, like two months earlier or a month earlier or whatever. It was a problem, right? Well, you put this in your head. How much does $600 billion draw on freaking interest Have You slapped it over in a 10-year. How much interest is, you know, do the math. 1.6% times $600 billion, pretty good chunk of change, huh? Right. Yeah, oh, my government wouldn't do that. Man, give me a break. Your government does a lot of shit you don't know about. And one thing they don't do is they don't take care of we, the people. You know, hell, man, if it wasn't such a hell-bent job, I'd run for fucking president. Because I want to tell you one thing I wouldn't do is I wouldn't be in there for my pocketbook. That will ne- I can never be bought. Did you know that? That's one thing I can never do. I can never be bought, man. When I got my settlement for my burns, my stupid ex-wife, Cruella is what I call her, and she said, weren't you, know, well, you going to buy a Mercedes? I said, what? I said, I feel like an ass in a Mercedes, man. Do I look like a Mercedes type Fucking long hair and cowboy boots. And no, man, I I bought my... Matter of fact, I drove a Jeep, a Jeep CJ7. Renegade is what it was called. Imagine that. In 1984. And I, man, you know what? I'd already had it painted before I got my money. And they could have all that money back if I could have my skin and my life back that they they took away from me. But, hey, man, God is good. You know, I lived through it. I raised my kids. Nobody had to tell them about me like George Floyd's will have to tell his son all about him and that's that's pretty messed up, man. So love to the Floyd family tonight. I hope you got some justice and yes, I know it's never enough and God bless, you know, the, the family, you know, of, of Dante Wright and, and Adam Toledo and you know, man, Mikado and all these, you know, and there's just so many and Breonna Taylor and the list is too long, right? It's just too damn long. So I hope we can you know give some understanding, give some police, better police training. and some of these people should not be police officers. We all know that, but you know what? thank you for everybody keeping a cool head and doing the right thing on this Chavez trial and uh, he murdered he murdered Floyd bottom line, that's it. And I'm sorry, the the tailpipe bullshit and the you know some of these things these defense guys will say, man, it just it goes beyond the pill. Anyway, look, I'm too long-winded. I've used up my time. I love y'all. Let's use that piece, love and empathy, right? and spread that all around, and hopefully my old lady, my old lady, that's what we call each other, you know? Lyman, she's and she's my wife, Hey, she's not an old lady, she looks good, <laughs> she, I posted her picture tonight, and it, we're sitting there between my guitar, and I've been, yeah, I've been practicing up, man, and, and uh, I'll get where I'll film and play something for you. I'm just, man, I've been consumed right now with her, trying to get her well. And did you see my rose bush, man? Oh, my God. I got more roses. I bet I got 300 roses out there. I told the ladies and brills, I wish I could give you every one of you. And my wife's going, you, you silver-tongued asshole. <laughs> the devil's what she called me. Look, man, I got to go. And check out Bill Maher, S. E. Cup, tomorrow night. And, look, let's all use that peace of love and that empty and let's spread it all around. And this is Memphis Red. And, hey, my Brazilian beauties down there in South America, you guys are awesome. Lana Del Rey, I love your music. You are a magical woman. You're, you've you got an angelic voice. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to listen to some right now when I get off doing this because it just soothes me. It really does. All right. Look, peace, y'all. Thanks you for Thank you for everything. And, by the way, Norton, we're going to be watching you tonight. Yeah. And Fight Club, man. You're in the part. We're at the end of it. And I'm going to go right down to the wire, right? I can't spoil it in case somebody's seen it. We're gonna be watching you, Edward. I love you, brother. Thank you for the support, of SC Cup. Everybody, John Kusak. All right, Memphis Red. I'm gone.